1: Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your host Tim and Julie Harris. And of course we're broadcasting live as always from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my love, welcome to today's radio show.
2: Thank you. It's great to be here, and I think it's going to be a fun show. We've had so many positive compliments about the series, which I guess makes sense considering what we're talking about, <laughs> 25 traits of happy people, so I guess it would make sense that they were positive reaction. Uh, that is what we're looking for. So anything we can do to keep you guys on track and focused so that you can do the best job for your own clients, that's what we're here for. So looking forward to it. Great. We're going to pick up on uh, point 16 pretty soon.
1: So many of you guys, especially our coaching clients, are in massive action. you're doing making all the right moves you're you know someone asked me in an email, Tim, I'm thinking about calling fizbos, I'm thinking about calling my centers of influences. I'm thinking about doing this, and there was like three or four other things and I'm just not really sure where I should put my priorities and basically, my answer was all the above and there was like five things and because all five of those things were excellent things to put uh, this particular agent in front of folks that were interested in buying or selling real estate. Guys, this time of year, you take massive action. You take all options. You leave it all on the field. You do not basically allow yourself to be lazy. Look, be lazy fourth quarter in most of your markets. That's the perfect time to take vacations and downtime. When Jules and I sold real estate, you know, we would always take two weeks off around the holidays because that's the perfect time to do it. This time of year, guys, you got to fight against the, you know, you've got to fight against it. You got, I know most of the world has a summer break right? I know that, and that comes up in August typically. I know most of the world has a spring break and your kids are off school and the rest of it. But when you work for yourself and you sell a real estate, you're going to have to have the mindset that if you're truly going to win at this, if you're really going to be successful at this, you're not going to be able to have a normal life especially this time of year you're gonna to have to work harder for longer than most everyone else you know that's what it really takes to be successful it doesn't there's no easy buttons there's no you know secret elixirs there's no you know nothing it's basically doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level so even if you've never had the mindset of that doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level adopt it just try it on put a toe in it you know what i'm saying guys on the other side of that type of thinking is everything you've been searching for not just in your own business but in your life Um, so julie you've got an absolutely fantastic email to read and then we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday and i know gina just barked at us to start at point 16 i think yes and we're going to try to get through today's points i think Um, but you have got a really fun email to read so go right ahead
2: Yes, this is from Agent Tiara Weiner in, uh, let's see, Raleigh, North Carolina. So any referrals going to Raleigh, North Carolina, she's your gal. She writes, hi, my name is Tiara Weiner. I am a realtor with Remax Advantage in Raleigh, North Carolina. I just listened today for the first time to your podcast. I absolutely loved it. I listened to 25 traits of happy people and how to be one of them part 1. I just wanted to shoot over an email thanking you for what you do because I can already tell it's going to bless me and grow me tremendously. I've been in the I have been a realtor for a little bit over a year now and as of Friday quit my part-time job as a bartender and am now focusing fully on real estate. So congratulations on that. As I enter this new season, I am challenging myself to soak up as much knowledge for real estate through sources like your podcast and to better myself and my business as much as possible. Last night, I Googled top real estate podcasts and yours came up. I already feel like I've learned and taken away quite a bit from you and your wife. This email was to you. Uh, I look forward to continuing to listen and learn from y'all. Remember, she's in the South. I already sent a link to a few other agents I know and will continue to share it as I see fit. Again, thank you for your podcast and helping people like myself. Y'all made my day best tiara Weiner, and by the way tiara you've got a fantastic picture you look very approachable and friendly sometimes we see pictures that maybe aren't so much yours looks great and uh thank you for your kind words and i wrote back saying we really appreciate that and make sure that you are not just listening but implementing like crazy so back to you tim
1: and Julie make sure you send that to Gina too, okay yep so you, got it. Uh, you know what I liked about that too is that she is a millennial based on her pictures, and we have a lot of other millennial types that are joining us the reason i um, I, I guess that encourages me because so many of the you know people out there selling information to real estate agents are selling essentially just this trendy social networking, buying buyer leads crap, and millennials are naturally going to be more attracted to that than, say, people Julian I's age and older. We're Generation X, you know, because we didn't grow up with that. But when I see a millennial who tunes into us, who gets what we're saying, who accepts the fact that basically it's about – or at least is on the path to learning that it's about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level – that is encouraging as hell to me because that tells me that we have a message that is not just going to, you know, somehow eclipse itself when, uh, you know, our generation ages out. And I I honestly, and I don't mean to be political, but I honestly live in fear sometimes or I'm sincerely worried about uh, younger folks who are, you know, always being reported as being disillusioned. And a lot of times they're being disillusioned because no one's ever actually had the, balls to tell them the truth about what it takes to be successful Um, you know no one's ever actually told them hey guess what it's really truly about work it's really truly about competition really truly there is only one winner one you know everyone else is basically not a winner And in real estate life that's how it works you either get the listing and get paid or you don't you either get the contractor you you get the you know the buyer and contractor you don't there's no second place and a lot of people struggle with that because they haven't ever been told that the harsh reality of business is like that. Real estate is the harshest of harsh realities because there's so many really hackish people that cloudy the water and make things. You know, your competition, listeners, your competition is no other great agents. It's not. It's the legions of agents out there that have no experience that are basically making everything murky and confusing buyers and sellers because they don't, you know, all that. Those are who your competitors are, believe it or not. That's the reason it really, really does matter that if you have the skill set and you back it up with a really kick-ass work ethic, you're going to win at levels that other people could. Well, they'll think you're like a magician. You're going to win so often at such a high level. I know you guys think I'm being dramatic when I make statements like that, but I've seen it. I've, I've actually seen coaching clients. I've seen agents basically lock into that mindset. Uh, and they win by the fact is they're willing to outwork folks and they're willing to out essentially the, you know they're aggressive on lead follow-up. They're using actual sales presentations, using actual scripts. They're actually focused on being of service to other people. And it, the difference between agents, most of them out there, uh, that are a no listing presentation, no organization, no real anything, going from one idea to the next, thinking Facebook ads are going to get them to the end zone, doing all these little sort of trendy things, and the agents that basically lock onto one thing, as Julie says, focus, follow one course until successful – the, the difference, not, over, not right away, like you won't feel, you won't see, you won't experience a hugely different you know, existence for maybe six months, maybe a year. But when you start breaking away from the pack, when you stay on that focused mindset, following one course until successful, you, your success and your efforts start compounding. It's like compounding interest that hopefully all of you guys know what that means. That same thing happens with your education. Same thing happens when you're every single day, you stick to that mindset of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You stick to doing those three to five um, minimum standards every single day. You stick to the mindset that your highest purpose on this planet is being of service to others. You stay connected with those three prominent thoughts in your business. Those become your business philosophy, and I promise you, that's going to be your guiding light no matter what happens in your life because you're going to have created something magnificent People are going to label you as being some kind of like business genius. And in the back of your mind, you're going to know it's simply because you were willing to actually grind it out when other people weren't. Don't lose contact or touch with that. Millennials, I'm thinking about you guys. And, you know, frankly, older folks as well. So, Julie, we have uh, got to pick up where we left off yesterday. This is a great topic. We're getting great feedback on it. So, I think we are on like point 0.16. So, why don't you just jump right back in?
2: Yes, indeed. So point number 16, happy people are not necessarily in perfect balance with the five areas of life, which, again, are family, physical, financial, educational, and spiritual. But they are actively striving for their specific goals in those areas. Health and happiness is being pursued actively, not passively. So here's the action. Get serious about your goal setting. Post your goals on your wall. Remember that goals must be measurable,
1: specific, time-dependent, and posted. And so I always give the quick example.
2: yeah, the example well, – I mean,
1: yeah. go ahead. So, well, I was going to say, let's take that to the next level, and then we can give examples, right? Um, mm-hmm. Julie, let's just actually make this a little bit less PC, a little bit, little bit less easy to swallow, and make the medicine a little bit more bitter. you mind if we do that with your last point?
2: No, that's cool. No
1: worries. Okay, so here it is, guys. The idea of having balance in life is, a, is one of the great lies. It's horse shit. You'll never have balance in your life. It doesn't happen and never will happen. Stop trying to make it happen. please. Stop listening to people, stop reading books, stop listening to podcasts, stop all the belief that you can somehow have balance. Because the very quest, the very pursuit of balance means you're going to be out of balance. Now, I'll tell you the people I just offended. The people I just offended are all the people that basically have been investing themselves into trying to figure out how they have balance. And here's what happens. Let's say, for example, you've been focusing on your physical and your spiritual well-being, as a lot of folks do. What you're doing because you're spending so much extra effort trying to pursue those particular things, noble pursuits, I'm no doubt, is that you're sacrificing other things. So you might be sacrificing, for example, financial. When you see, generally speaking, when you see somebody who's in really tip top shape, They are having to spend more time taking care of their bodies, more time going to the gym, more time focusing on that aspect of their life than they are, for example, financial. So their bank balance might be really crappy, but they look fantastic. And the opposite is sometimes also true. Now, we're not suggesting that you sacrifice your health and your family and your spiritual and educational pursuits in pursuit of money. We're not suggesting that. We are suggesting that if you go back to the idea of three to five minimum standards, and we talked about that yesterday, If you have those aspects, those particular things as some of the things that you do every day, like exercise is the obvious one, and we give you some suggestions on the past podcasts on how to build that into your life, but then you will have some resemblance of balance. The problem that people make sometimes is they go too much in real estate and business, they focus too much on making money, and they sacrifice their families. And they sacrifice their aspects of their life. So they might accomplish their financial goals, but they end up in divorce court. You get the point? You guys have all heard or know people like that. So do keep to some resemblance of paying respect and honoring the obligations, the other obligations you've had in your life. But understand that as you pursue financial success, which all of you are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening, those other things are going to suffer and. For your family, I'm going to give you guys all some coaching homework here. If you have some specific financial goals that you're trying to achieve this year and you know it means less time with the kids, less time doing the things that you otherwise were maybe doing in the past with your family on the weekend, what I want you to do is I want you to go to them and I want you to say, Mom or Daddy are trying to accomplish this specific goal and I want you to help mommy and daddy, and here's the reason I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it so that come September or whatever, we get to go on a family trip to Disney World, okay? You get them to buy into it, and then you put, like, on the refrigerator something that's going to be a family goal that when you achieve your 50 home sales or whatever your goal is, that everyone gets to partake in that. Trust me when I tell you, if they see you sitting on your ass surfing Facebook, they're going to say, Mommy, go out list a house.
2: Right, and <laughs> so that's, that's true. A- We've actually heard that on coaching calls. That very thing happened. <laughs> we
1: have. So yeah, but that, don't. So, so yeah. if you're trying to pursue financial goals, get your family's buy-in. Don't just do it like selfishly, right? So this is the reason I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to improve our family situation. And once I accomplish this particular goal, here's how we're all going to celebrate. And then they're all supporting you, right? You guys get it? But please stop believing that you can have somehow perfect balance <laughs> on the five areas of life, or you know some people say it's six areas of life. But stop trying to pursue that because it's it, it's insane. You will have more. You'll have time in your life as you build wealth, as you become successful, then to start maybe focusing on some of the other aspects. Does that, underst- Julie, did I explain that fairly?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's well, funny, uh, I think it's actually kind of unnatural to even have a perfect balance. I mean, think about when babies are born, right? Are they perfectly sanguine and happy? And they're the freshest humans that we have, right? No, they're hungry, they're tired, they're cold, they're wet, they need your help. It's normal, right? So, But that baby is striving and working on feeling in balance. I think that's the more normal condition, actually. So I think we probably could do a whole podcast on this. But on to point number we 17. Have, we
1: have done a whole <laughs> podcast on this. It's it's one of the thousands of podcasts we have, and you guys can go to timandjulieharris.com or listen to us on iTunes. I'll do the next one, Jules. Yes, so point number it. 17, ha- Happy people ask questions. They're constantly learning. They have coaches in multiple areas of life, and sometimes guys' coaching can come in the form of reading great books, by the way, or listening to podcasts in this case. They haven't stagnated educationally, financially, or emotionally. They are constantly, constantly aware of the evils of allowing complacency in their lives. So they're constantly keeping themselves challenged. And the way you guys can check yourselves on complacency is – here. here's your rule – Anything that you did six months ago in your business in particular, because that's what we focus on, um, everything and anything you did in your business to generate leads needs updated now because things change really quickly. Now, you might find that whatever you were doing six months ago works better now than it did six months ago, but have the mindset that you have to constantly be improving to prevent yourself from becoming complacent. If you allow complacency to enter in your life, again, we focus on business. In any aspect of your business, you're going to lose the thing that basically you are complacent about. Now, obviously, guys, you can scale that same philosophy outside of business. It applies to your finan- all aspects of your life, right? If you stop paying attention and trying to approve an aspect of your life, you'll lose that very thing. We are not designed to be complacent. We are not designed in any way to be complacent. So we're always changing. Don't fight it. Don't resist it. Embrace it. Be a lifetime learner. Read books. Do what you're doing now, listening to podcasts. Keep yourself motivated, and you'll be happy. Point number 18, Julie.
2: Point number 18, happy people love to be in the middle two stages of mastery, which are Mm. conscious incompetence and conscious competence. Now, those two things sounded the same, didn't they? Let me do that again. Conscious incompetence and conscious competence, they don't allow themselves to feel like they ever know everything or know it all. Now, where can you learn more about the stages of mastery? It's right there in the treasure map. Become familiar with it. Know where you are on different skills required for you to reach your goals. What steps are necessary to move into the middle two? because those are the most profitable stages. This is a major thing to understand. Most agents have pretty good proficiency, pretty good competency in certain areas like working with buyers, although that's even gotten harder for you guys, having to win the competitive bidding situation. Um, And then maybe they're not as competent. They're consciously incompetent. They know they need work on, say, their listing presentation. But happy people actually study this and know where they are in their different skills they're, they're always studying, they're always improving, and they actually like to be in those middle two stages versus being in the first stage, which is not knowing what you don't know, or the last stage, which is conscious uh, competence, where everything is kind of on autopilot and you start to develop an ego. It's better to be in the middle. So happy people know that.
1: Ready well, the next Julie, the, last, the, four, the the fourth stage, the first stage is conscious uh, unconscious incompetence. Okay. okay, This is Benjamin Maslow, guys. You guys should research that. You got the four-stage wrong. So you might want to look in your notes, by the way. So it, it's it's unconscious incompetence. That's when basically you don't know what you don't know. Julie said that. And that's where you guys were, and I would venture a guess that some of you still are, but you're you're meandering into the second level of learning, which is the conscious incompetence. And that's actually, as Julie said, a really magical place to be because that's where you're realizing that you don't know a lot, and you're consciously in, in, in pursuit of trying to learn that and trying to better yourself. And then what happens after that is basically when you start going on the listening presentation, using our scripts, going, you know, using the system, then you basically become consciously competent. So you see yourself winning. You see yourself striving. You see yourself kicking ass. You see yourself accumulating money. You see yourself doing the things you always dreamed you were going to do. But right there, that's where most of you start to fail because what happens is you stop learning and you become complacent. And then, unfortunately, if you don't catch yourself, you will then slide right back down the levels of learning, according to Benjamin Maslow, and you'll find yourself in a situation where basically you're, you've had these big you know, wins in your life and these big losses. If you've heard and seen and experienced people that ha- experienced great success, maybe financial success, and then they lose it all, and that seems to be their cycles of their lives, that's why. They get to a point where they basically have got it all figured out. My shit doesn't stink. And then all of a sudden, they stop trying to improve. They stop trying to – they they believe, okay, I got the team thing. I'm done. I got the team thing figured out. And then all of a sudden, here's the problem with the team thing, guys, and it's already starting to happen. It happened before. Teams have been around since the 90s. Stop thinking there's some sort of new, creative, cool idea. They've been around before. They've shown the fallacies, but you guys do not have, and no one's telling you the truth of what happens. When the economy slows down, which is going to do inevitably, when people stop buying houses, when uh, the uh, lead selling companies that you guys have been using to support your buyer's agents, when all those those tides start turning, you're going to be stuck with that overhead, and most of you will be wiped out in a month or two. Oh, my gosh, what are you talking about, Tim? This is supposed to be a call on happiness. It's because I've seen it happen before. I saw it in 2007, 2008, 2009. We had calls from these agents that were selling five and 600 homes per year. They did not know how to downsize their teams. They did not know how to fire people. We had just literally hundreds of folks around the country who are these top producers who hired us to help them basically get their – you know, frankly, get their businesses back in order and make have them run profitable businesses. We're in and another cycle, they were cycle freaking like that. out.
2: By the way, this was not a subtle thing that can be cured no. with one coaching call. They I were remember freaking. That. Yeah, uh, very Well, early. I mean, some
1: of our great coaching, some of our great coaching clients now had big teams back before the crash. And then what I'm telling you guys is, when the crash happens and the sales slow down, those of you who think the team is your shangri-la, you're going to be caught with a ton of overhead, and you're being told now, lied to, in my opinion, because it's not like it's a secret. So if people are telling you this and they know it's not true, that is a lie and they're telling you to buy buyer leads and they're saying basically build a buyers agents team and you can create passive money what happens when those buyers what happens when the house the real estate market stops starts to slow down which it is in a lot of markets what happens when the buyer leads that you guys are buying become more expensive which they will what happens when that those tiny little margins that you're making off the buyer's agents, if you actually know how to do a profit and loss statement, most of you are making net, who have big teams, less than 15% actual before-tax profit to yourselves, those margins can be wiped out with just a couple little changes in your business structure. I strongly encourage all of you to you know, realize that it's not a sustainable business model and pivot before it's too late, because when the market changes, just like it did in 07 and 08, it changes fast. And it changes. It changes abruptly. And yes, and you guys, and I, and we saw it. We saw people suffer through that. So don't do that. That was an aside. Sorry if we ruined our happiness mojo. Tangent. tangent <laughs> but, warning. But <laughs> it's okay. But you know what? So this is a good. This is a good time for it's you get to to the next point. Look, if if yes. you, it is. If you guys have not requested a free coaching call, I want you to go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie mentioned part of the real estate treasure map is helping you guys uh, essentially create your goals and, your ba- and basically what you related to balance. That's part of the real estate treasure map. But the most important aspect of the book is the creating the spokes, your lead generation spokes. When you talk, uh, when you uh, fill out the form, and you request those six books, we give those to you free. But you're also entitled to a coach with one of our new member a coaching call with one of our new member uh, coaches, and they're going to walk you through the specifics of how to form your lead generation wheel. That's what matters most. And they're also going to tell you to make sure the spokes on your wheel are essentially none of them have to be paid. So no paid lead generation sources, because we want you to be prepared for the inevitability of a change in direction on the housing market. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. It always does. So focusing on all these things together, guys, it's a no-brainer. Request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you're on timandjulieharris.com, you see the form right there. If you're on iTunes listening to us, just go to timandjulieharris.com and fill out the form. Um, And look, guys, it's a no-brainer for you. Julie, go on to the next point.
2: Point number 19, happy people are at peace with being spiritual beings in a materialistic world. They use things to improve their lifestyle, not to show off, but to create peace in their world and to set an example to others of what they can do, be, see, and have. So again, happy people, they're at peace being being spiritual beings in a materialistic world. So here's the action. Catch yourself if you say things like, I'm not in it for the money or I can't afford that. Cure those thoughts with goal setting and skill improvement so that you instead can have the life of your dreams. There's nothing wrong with that, but here's the secret. Life of your dreams does have a price tag. You have to come to terms with that. You're a spiritual being in a materialistic world. It is no Uh longer viable to run around in a burlap sack with sandals day in and day out, or barefoot.
1: Say that again. (laughs) That's But that's the heart. Of, that's the heart of basically people's conflict. They have a conflict. They do oh, have a conflict. not want to be mature. Yeah, I mean, guys, here, here's a funny Why little history goals lesson for I because you.
2: I'm not in it for the money. I we hear that when you guys, some of you, work on the treasure map, but you've got to take it to you the end. You guys know. Go ahead.
1: Do you guys know where this whole hobo? Though now it's going out of fashion, thankfully. But do you guys know where the whole hobo chic, the idea of wearing $300 jeans with holes in it? You know, basically it happened as a result of the recession. People okay. started to dress. But the, they they wanted to make themselves not look successful and wealthy. So you saw this fashion thing happen where people started wearing browns and blacks and baggy this and holes in that and that, the whole thing. I mean, you, you if you don't have a reference to it, if you aren't thinking like if you don't, it, we coach folks, so we're very sensitive to little tides and changes in people's behavior. So that now that idea that you have to basically somehow look like you're not successful and don't have money. The problem is, is when you dress like that and you look like that, guess what happens? The behaviors of not being successful and not having money. So you guys get that? You get the, con- the connection there? So it is all part and parcel of the idea that somehow wanting stuff is evil. Somehow wanting stuff is you know less than. Somehow wanting stuff is whatever. Okay. Here's the bottom line. Deepak Chopra said this, by the way. We are uh, physical beings. Or I'm sorry, we're spiritual beings in a, physical, in a physical world. We need stuff, as Julie said. We need shoes. We need houses. We need cars. We need, you know, underwear, right? It might as well be the nicest and the best stuff that you can afford. Why not? Why not enjoy those things? Look, guys, we're only alive once. We only go around once, as far as I know, you know. And we're dead a real long time. So why, don't, why not make the most of this life? Why not make it so that every single day, when you stick to your three to five core things every day, when you're really honest, sometimes you're going to have to force yourself to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And you do that every day. The accumulation effect of those behaviors. Even, you know, sometimes, guys, I know you're going to go days and sometimes weeks without a real, you know, obvious benefit of forcing yourself to do this type of work. But the accumulation effect of that type of focus, that mindset, is extraordinary. It's not small. It's extraordinary. It will change the trajectory of your life, the trajectory of your family's life. And guess what? Some of you guys are thinking about leaving a legacy for your families into the future. The legacy, yes, money is great. Land is great. A business would be wonderful to leave behind, but the most profound legacy you can leave to folks is how they think. And if they remember, you know, I remember my great-great-grandpa, Tim, and he was a grinder, man. Him and his wife, Julie, they started out with nothing, less than nothing, really. You know, they had okay college educations, went to Ohio State, nothing fancy, and they were able to become X. They wrote books. They built a business. They did these other things. I can do it, too, because of them you see and the philosophy and the mindset that comes from you basically becoming the best version of you look you might not leave any money for your heirs. who gives a rat's ass you've given them permission to to have them believe that within their dna is greatness because it is because it's in you you guys get it that's the amazing opportunity that all of us have on this planet that's how you can truly be of service to other people Yes, in your everyday inner workings and work and jobs and whatnot, your highest and best purpose is to be of service to other people. That mindset moves your ego. That mindset makes it so that you're more willing to learn, more willing to take actions that other people aren't. But really, the compounding effect, the doing what you don't want to do every day, the sticking to your minimum standards every day, those things over time will have such a profound impact on your life, your family's life and generations into the future you become something that's extraordinary 100 years from now when people are looking at their family trees or 200 years or 500 years you're going to be the one that they circle and they're going to say hey you know what (laughs) you know 14 generations ago you know this is the one i remember the stories about this one you know around the family campfire you guys get it this is what you can do now with your life something really huge Now, maybe you're not thinking like that maybe you just want a new car that's cool too okay drill down Get in with it. So listen, guys, anytime you need anything, any help with anything, please email us. Please let us know how we can help you. Please let us know if we're on track with what you need to hear or not. If you guys have any, if we hardly ever get any uh, nasty emails, but if you've been holding back and you don't like some aspect of what we're saying, let us know. It'll help us to improve. We might not agree with you, but it'll help us maybe to digest it and think that maybe we need to change course ever so slightly in how we're presenting what we're thinking. Anything at any time, you know, this is the most listened to podcast for real estate agents. That's our particular target because we see you guys as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, because that is what you are. And we're going to treat you with the respect that that type of, you know, frankly, commitment that you've made to yourselves and your families deserves. Anytime we can ever be of any help to you, it's Tim at com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Um, if you're on iTunes, please leave a great, uh, you know, great feedback. And as I've been saying to you guys, what happens is the better feedback you give us on iTunes, the better ratings we get, the more opportunity we'll have to solicit to be on our show some of the you know really great you know authors and speakers and you know the real true leaders in our society. Um, so that's what they look at. They say, okay, well, you guys have great lessons, you guys have incredible lessons, I'll give you that, but let's look at the other you know analytics to determine whether or not I want to put Seth Godin on your show and things like that. Okay. So please do that on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Remember, email me for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com.